Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Mike Shaver here. And coming up on the Husker 24-7 podcast is Andrew Ivins, 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting. He joins to talk about Dylan Raiola and what we he saw from watching him multiple times this season, how he might work as a freshman starter, and then more regarding several of Nebraska's commits from the 2024 class. Before we get there, though, a quick rundown of where things stand for Nebraska as they try to finish things up. Now, Dylan Riola will be on campus this weekend. There was some chatter about some of the other names from the big March visit weekend when he came out here uh, returning with him. But as of right now, all that's confirmed is just Riola. It'll be interesting if there's some late movement. It'll be interesting if Nebraska can find its way in with somebody maybe in the second half of the cycle. It'll be interesting what a Dylan Riola commitment might mean for 2025 recruiting. But right now, it uh, could be a pretty quiet weekend, but not at all an unimportant one. He's not the only visitor, though, as the Huskers also have a transfer portal visitor in Bly Hill on campus as well this weekend. He is a cornerback. Uh, and Nebraska is looking for someone to play opposite of Tommy Hill, or at least compete with Malcolm Hartzog for the upcoming season. And it could be this Hill, who played the past year for St. Francis and Pennsylvania, has a big frame. Uh, seems like he could fit in well in the Big Ten. Nebraska had pretty good success with Omar Brown this past year. It took him a little bit of time uh, to knock some of that rust off. He's coming back from injury, obviously, in 2022. But he was a really important part of things for Nebraska. He played safety. Um, Bly Hill, I believe, would be looked at as a corner. Now, there were some other names that uh, had been expected to visit, one of those being Murad Watson, the Kent State commit that popped up on Nebraska's radar just hours after he committed to Kent State. They made an offer. Rutgers made an offer. Rutgers got a visit last weekend. Nebraska was supposed to get one this weekend. However, it looks like he's going to be headed to Knoxville to visit Tennessee instead. Tennessee went in home. It's unclear how heavily Nebraska was pursuing uh, Murad Watson. And uh, for a, a potential visit and commitment and all of that stuff. But that is some news to pass along as well. It's been a busy week. It's been a wild week. But Husker 24-7 appreciates you for sticking alongside all of our coverage here at 24-7 Sports uh, as we cover Nebraska. And, of course, Nebraska's looking to finish out its 2024 class with a bang, and we're going to have all the coverage for that as well. Signing day coming up, and there's nowhere else you'd rather be than Husker 24-7. But right now, let's just get to it. We're going to bring in Andrew Ivins, and we are going to talk some Dylan Rayola and a whole lot more. 
welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast here. I'm Mike Schaefer, and this time joined by Andrew Ivins, the 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting. Andrew is uh, kind of my go-to guy for whenever I need anything from Florida, Georgia, sometimes the Carolinas. Is there is there another state where I sort of reach out to you randomly? I don't know if you work <laughs> into Alabama either, uh, but it, it's a lot of Georgia and Florida and me annoyingly texting him, hey, can you give me thoughts on this guy? And then yeah. Andrew always giving me thoughts on whoever I ask for. I mean, that's that's been my base, but, you know, um, doing way more national stuff uh, in this kind of new new role. But it's always going to be, as, uh, as as my my good buddy Cooper Protagonist likes to call it, it's always my backyard, right? He thinks anywhere in Florida is my backyard, and I'll be like, hey, man, the panhandle is about 10 hours away from me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> That is one of those things that when you don't spend, I haven't spent that much time in Florida, um, but you forget just like how big that state stretches from a North-South perspective. So you're like, oh yeah, well, tell me about this guy up in Tallahassee. And you're like, well, maybe seen him once, that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a big state and there's a lot of recruits and you see a bunch of them. Before we get to Florida though, we're going to start right there in Georgia. Uh, Dylan Rayola, who is expected to be on campus today, this is Friday as we're recording it, uh, expected to be on Nebraska's campus today. No name for Nebraska fans, but not everybody has actually seen him play. A lot of people just know the name. They know the number. They know the five-star, the number one quarterback, that sort of thing. But what can you actually tell us, Andrew, about Dylan Rayola? Because I think people would be surprised to learn like he's 230 pounds. Like I yeah. obviously his dad was a center. So you know that there's there's size in the family, but this isn't like your prototypical high school coming out of high school quarterback. So the player comp I've always had for him, and I, I don't want to say I've gotten pushback on it, but a lot of people are like, really? It's Ben Roethlisberger. Like, and it's kind of the size and how he just moves in the pocket. Um, and extends plays like go back to Ben's heyday you know there was just his internal clock you know how he kind of moved around and to me Dylan has kind of always been the same way now obviously they're bigger guys um, and that's just kind of if you're trying to picture someone that's played on Sundays like that has been my go-to and you know we're what are we five days out before the signing period so at some point we got to settle on a player comp and I, honestly, that's that's what I see in him. And some people might roll their eyes, but it's like Ben Roethlisberger played a lot of football on Sundays at a, at a very high level. But as the player, um, you know, a guy that has moved around, obviously started off his, his prep career in Texas, was in Arizona, and then showed up in Georgia right before that senior season. Um, so aside from the frame, you know, it's, it's the arm. Uh, he has, I think, the best deep ball in this class. Um, and he kind of verified that for us at the elite 11 finals there uh, outside of Los Angeles back in June, you know, he wasn't named the MVP um, for us or the elite 11 staff that went to Julian say in the Alabama commit. But I mean, for us, there were some conversations about, Hey, I, you know, I think Dylan had the best three days, it, you know, it's multiple workouts and yes, it's shirts and shorts and, and whatnot, but, I mean, that's essentially a good chunk of the high-profile arms all competing alongside each other. So uh, he's got the arm. You know, he loves to do that, um, you know, make some 
some drop the arm angle and and get creative. I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, it's going to be a, I guess we just call it Mahomes like in terms of that sidearm or changing the slot. He he's capable of doing that, um, and, and you see it a lot. And he's got a baseball background. You know, he was a catcher, um, so that that'll frequently show up. And then I think the thing that really stands out about him is the command of the offense. And then the fact that he takes care of the football through 250 passes there as a senior at Buford, just one interception, um, which I think I think says a lot because when you look at Buford, yes, it's a, a powerhouse program there outside of Atlanta, but he didn't really have the best supporting cast when it came to like the skill perimeter players, KJ Bolden our number one ranked safety, you know, he would play some wide receiver, but it, it was never like he was throwing to, you know, these big six, three, six, four targets, um, a lot of shorter guys. And I, I would love to see maybe the adjusted completion percentage. If, if we had, you know, advanced analytics for high school, we, we do fortunately do not. Um, but you know, he takes care of the football. He'll take his deep shots, um, but not a lot of risks, and he's not afraid to take a sack if it makes sense to take a sack. Um, and that kind of really stands out to me. And I know I'm rambling here. And, and, and just the final thing, the fact that he arrived at Buford, I want to say he said it was six weeks. Uh, I'm trying to play it back in my memory, um, but picked up their offense. And then, you know, first game of the season against St. Francis Academy. I mean, you could have told me this kid had been playing in it since Pop Warner days, you know, youth football. Um, he had just picked it up that fast, was making checks at the line of scrimmage, and he felt, you know, in, in command and in control. And then when they needed him in the fourth quarter to come up big, he delivered. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that's fascinating about the Dylan Rayola Nebraska conversation, besides the fact that Nebraska is in it here as the uh, signing day is less than a week away because that was unexpected coming into the week. The thing that that really sort of stands out is right now the quarterback picture in front of uh, Dylan Rayola is Heinrich Harburg, who started, let's see, he started seven games for Nebraska this year, um, seven or eight games. And then you have Chubba Purdy, who started the last two. And Jeff Sims has gone into the portal. And yet the expectation is very likely that Dylan Rayola is going to be involved in the competition and could straight up be Nebraska's starting quarterback for the 2024 season. Andrew, you've watched a lot of high school quarterbacks in your time. Is it is it feasible to imagine a guy just being a true freshman quarterback in the Big Ten uh, with just enrolling early? I mean, it just I feel like we don't see it as much in this conference, um, and I it's a lot of pressure on top of it. But it also seems like that's that's kind of what Dylan Rayola wants. Like he wants the pressure. He wants to smoke, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I spent some time with him at the Elite 11 Finals, like one-on-one interview. And I, I I can't remember where else I said this. Um, Could have been on 1620 where you joined us earlier. In the uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I coming into it, I had really never had a one-on-one with Dylan. And I thought, I'm not going to like this kid coming out of, you know, just talking with him. And that wasn't the case. I, uh, you know what he said, what we talked about. I mean, I would have to go back and play the audio, but you know, I thought it was going to be this like arrogant, cocky individual. And that I I didn't get that at all from him. Now I think he is someone 
who is very aware of his surroundings. Um, and that kind of scares me a little bit for a potential true freshman starting quarterback um, because there's going to be a lot of noise, it, you know, if, if they roll him out there early. Especially um, for a legacy that everyone has yeah. known about for three years. Right. And and we're in this era now where, you know, play, players are, are players are getting paid. Um, I think it puts a lot of pressure on these individuals. Um, with that being said, you know, he's out of out of this crop of of the 2024s. I, I do think I would put him probably near the top of the list of I'm like, OK, like this guy can probably do enough to win, you know, year one. And if you go back to the 2023 cycle, you know, we had. What was that you know four quarterbacks in our top twelve? So it would have been the big three: Arch, Nico Imalieva at Tennessee, uh, Dante Moore at UCLA, and then you had Jackson Arnold at Oklahoma. Uh, I, Moore was the only one that started, and I kind of thought he would be that guy. And then Jackson Arnold was well played a little bit, but it's hard. I mean, it it really is hard. I, I was putting together, you know, helping out with the true freshman All American list. And, you know, the guys that 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 played the most was an unranked kid out of North Carolina that signed with Arkansas State. And then Anthony Calandria, who was a uh, at Virginia, who they flipped late from Middle Tennessee. Um, and it was a bit of a roller coaster. So it's not easy. It's been done before. You had Jaden Rashada at Arizona State before he got hurt. Um, but it is asking a, a ton. And I think, you know. This is, you know, people might disagree. If I'm Nebraska, I would maybe try to bring in a veteran to uh, have a competition and, and instead of just handing the keys to Dylan, um, because I, I, I do think there's going to be some lumps. And, and you could say that about any of those 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 three or four or five quarterbacks I mentioned last year in the in the 2023 cycle. I mean, it's not easy. It's just, I mean, when you watch the NFL, it's kind of the same thing. They they usually try to bridge a guy um, in, in that first round pick, you know, by season's end, he's the starter, but I don't know necessarily, necessarily if you want him week one. Yeah. Well, it'll be, that'll alone be fascinating to, to sort of follow. And then the, the other part of it to me, Andrew is just like what Nebraska has on their roster is not exactly set up uh, for a guy to just, Come in and be able to distribute the ball to these playmaking wide receivers. And they've got guys in Malachi Coleman and, and Jalen Lloyd that are two young wide receivers that I think have big play potential. And I'm excited when you talk about deep balls and yeah. teams were just playing zero safeties over the top of Nebraska at the end of last year, daring them to throw the ball over 10 yards. Um, you're not going to get that with Dylan Rayola. So that, that in itself changes the sort of the defense that teams played heavily against Nebraska last season. And if you look at his senior season there at Buford, I mean, it it's kind of a run first program. Like they, they're not trying to score 50 or six, like that is not the end game. Hey, we're going to score 50 points. It's more of, all right, we're going to control the clock. We're going to be methodical with what we do. We're going to take our shots when, when they present themselves, but it's, it's more of a, you know, ball control, pro style type of offense. So if you, you spin that forward to Nebraska, I mean, I, I do think he could fit in that system. I'm not trying to label him as a game manager, but, you know, you can run the football, right? Set up the play action. You don't need Dylan to throw 40 times to get the most out of him. I mean, he can throw 20, 25 passes, and I think it would be enough to win. 
uh, and you bring up Malachi Coleman, <laughs> when this all started kind of like transpiring, I was, I think I was in, at the Shrine Bowl, like laying in my hotel room and I'm like, man, Malachi Coleman, like he, he has to be the happiest individual if this plays out <laughs> because, you know, Dylan is the one guy that's going to hit that, that 10, four speed uh, down the perimeter. Yeah. Well, and then you throw in, uh, you know, Carter Nelson and Nebraska's putting together some uh, interesting athletes. They need some time to develop, but you know, as well as I know, Matt rule loves his speed, loves his athletic profile. And I think Nebraska will continue to grow that out. And that just kind of leads me into this. We talked a little about on, on, on Wednesday when you joined here local radio, but I want to bring him back up. I think as an early enrollee, I think this is a guy that has a great chance to play. I think he might be someone that uh, you'd be you'd be looking at on your freshman All-American for 2024 if he can stay healthy and play. But I'm really excited about Ja'Cory Barney getting to specialize as a wide receiver uh, and Nebraska wanting someone that they can kind of use in a multiple role, getting him the ball behind the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, on some of those uh, jet sweeps and that type of play, getting him the ball on screens. They couldn't really run that offense this year with their quarterbacks. I don't think that'll be as much of a problem moving forward. I think Ja'Cory Barney coming in early is going to push for quick playing time. Yeah, I think the biggest hurdle Barney's going to have to overcome is probably size. Uh, yeah, size. I was going to say, you know, I, I like to call it body armor, you know, just bulking <laughs> up a little bit. Now, the fact that he is going to get in early, right, and be in that strength program, I mean, it, it's going to come down to mindset and buying in. Um, and if they can get, you know, 10, 15 pounds on him, then I, I would absolutely agree. Um, he's been a, an interesting one to kind of follow and, 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 and track because I'll go back to two years ago, they, they had this 10, 10 team jamboree down in, in South Florida. It's kind of a unique event. Um, so, you know, what is that like 900 kids on the field or, or something of, of that number. And I thought Ja'Cory Barney was, had the best day of anyone. and might've been the best player on the field. And that's saying a lot because, you know, there's guys like Hakeem Williams at, at Florida State. You know, I've always thought, hey, maybe maybe try him on defense. Uh, I'm more of take those two-way athletes and stick him there. But he tracks the football well, can go up and get it for a, a slender guy. And then he's got that speed. I mean, he, he was a youth, like AAU track kid, hasn't ran here in – in high school, but man, when you turn on the tape and you see him move, it's like, all right, speed really isn't, isn't much of a question with Ja'Cory. And I know statistically a bit down, uh, as a, as a senior, but that's in large part because they didn't have a quarterback, his school, Miami Palmetto, and, and they used him a lot in the wildcat. I, I was actually went down there to, to see him play Clearwater Academy international. I want to say in like September, uh, nasty lightning storm and the game the game ended up getting canceled which was was not fun uh but his head coach raves about him you know probably the best player that has come out of that program uh in a few years since they had Leonard Taylor who's going to be drafted uh, out of Miami and then Jason Marshall is probably going to be drafted out of Florida so they churn him out I, I think you are right you know a guy to keep an eye on year one uh just because of that speed and, and what he's able to do eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah. Another Florida guy for Nebraska in this class, and they've gone to Florida for, for defensive edge players for years, has not exactly gone well. And when they find a guy, uh, they can't keep him. See Patrick Payton. Uh, <laughs> and I know you love Patrick Payton, and I think he's been every bit the player that, that you thought he was going to be. And Nebraska, under that coaching staff, really, really liked him. Couldn't keep him. They're going to keep Willis McGahee the fourth. What what kind of player is he? He's got such a unique kind of body profile for an edge. And then you have that, you know, like you have a team that's going to have potentially Dylan Rayola and uh, Dominic, or excuse me, Dylan Rayola and uh, Willis McGahee on it. Like just some weird NFL names in this mix, but both of them not playing their dad's positions either. And they're both sort of unique in their, their body type and, and what they're going to be playing. Well, Mike, you know, one of the number one kind of like indicators we look for when we build out these early rankings, which are becoming more and more important as everything gets accelerated, is NFL bloodlines. And I'm sure there's some people that are going to argue against that. But at the end of the day, if dad did it, you know, if your brother did it, if if your mom did it, uh, your siblings did it you know, you have a better chance than someone that doesn't have that pedigree. Um, so we look for that. And the NFL draft data backs that up. It backs it up every single year. Uh, look at Caleb Downs, you know, the SEC freshman of the year. Josh Downs is his brother who's playing for the Indianapolis Colts. So we always kind of look for that. Uh, Willis McGay, he, you know, was in the top 247 for us. I would love to have him in there. We're just kind of running out of spots. Um, we'll see where he finishes in these rankings because he was excellent in the state title game for Miami Columbus, which won in, in the Sunshine State's highest classification. I think he had eight tackles, two TFL, uh, two sacks, two quarterback hurries. Here is my player comp for him for Nebraska in this class. I think he's the Cam Lindhart. I think oh. I think he is, you know. When I use the term tweener, people take it as a negative, but like tweeners are in. Like if guys can get after the quarterback, just give me them on the roster. And and the knock on Willis is probably going to be, all right, he doesn't have the longest arms. 
you know, is a bit sawed off. He's six two or, or whatnot. Uh, but you can win with those guys. And uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Willis. Uh, is he going to be year one? I don't know. I didn't think Cam Linhart was going to be year one, but I think it makes sense for Nebraska to go down into South Florida, get this guy with this profile um, who changed. Actually, I think he moved high school so he could graduate early or, or maybe not. I, I don't know if he's going to early enroll, but I, I'm a fan of him. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some point potentially where I'm going to be kicking myself. It's like, all right, we probably should have had this guy as a four star, but he's one of my favorites in Nebraska's class. It, is that sort of the the pathway for Nebraska for the most part when it goes into Florida? Because if you think about Cam Lenhart, Ja'Cory Barney, and Willis McGahee, if they all had slightly better measurables, I don't see them leaving the state of Florida or leaving the Southeast in general. And I think yeah. some of it is Nebraska can find really good players who don't meet measurables and get them out of Florida because the projections are just going to – you know, favor other players of, of better body types. I, I think that's some of it. And this is probably going to come off weird, but I do think with Mario Cristobal at Miami, all right. And then Florida state who has been as active as ever. I mean, really since back in the, in the early two thousands down in, in South Florida, like those guys right now are, are, are recruiting in that top, top tier. And you know, Mario's going to go after the biggest, biggest fish, whether that be in his backyard or nationally. I mean, they were recruiting nationally and then Florida State's kind of doing the same thing. So I think that's allowing for Nebraska to have access to maybe that that second tier kid, right? Who's, you know, they're not going to take because they want to be involved in the portal. They want to get these big fish. Like, I do think that is helping Nebraska. Now, Ja'Cory Barney's a guy that Miami – I mean, they evaluated him. They got him on campus. I, I I had heard at one point that they wanted him. The Willis McGahee one is a little head-scratching to me because he's got a teammate on that defensive line that is committed to Miami. And it's not – I mean, if you watch a game, it's like, why would Miami, which has ties to Columbus, go for him and not the legacy recruit? So I, I think that's that's some of it. And I think it's, I think it's a smart strategy. I mean, we – with this current transfer portal – how it's all playing out, all the names that are going in. I mean, there are going to be plenty of talented high schoolers that are going a level below where they should. And then there's there's kids that just aren't even going to sign. It, it's like if if you know where to put your eyes and you kind of go through this stuff, you're like, wow. I mean, it's, it's completely changed. Yeah, I bet. Uh, one more down in Florida, and I appreciate your time here as always. Nebraska in the mix for Amari Sanders, another developmental defensive back out of Florida. Another thing the, the Huskers, regardless of coaching staff, love to go down to Florida and take a defensive back or two every year. Doesn't always work out, uh, but they, it, you know, again, it's been a thing that since I've been covering it since 2011, Nebraska, I think, has had a Florida defensive back almost every year in there. And uh, Amari Sanders looks like he could be the next one in line. What do you know about Amari? And, and, Obviously, you know, we, we mentioned development here. This is a guy that's pretty green to football still. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, he's new to football. So I, I like that. I mean, if I was Nebraska, I would do the same thing. I would try to build out you know, my 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 roster or my, my secondary with guys from Florida. And, and usually that's because most of these kids have been playing like press man coverage since they were eight years old. 
Now with Amari, it's a bit different. Uh, basketball player by trade that has kind of pivoted to football here. Um, you know, there's flashes on tape. I think he's got a ways to go. Um, listed at 6'2", I wish we had a verified measurement on him. He's at Gulliver Prep, which is um, where Sean Taylor went to school. Sean Taylor's, I think, brother or cousin it, it went there and has been an all-impact guy at, at Rice. Um, so, you know, they, they churn out some individuals at Jalen Brown who went to LSU last year. He was a top two, four, seven recruit. I, I think he's got a ways to go. Um, just because he's, he's like you said, he's, he's still new to the position, but the length is there. The ball skills are there. Um, I just think if he's going to, if he's going to hang in the big 10 and, and what the big 10 is going to look like, all right, you know, can you come up and make a tackle? Like that's going to be important. You have to do that at, at that level. You got to be good near the line of scrimmage. And that's kind of a question I have for him, you know, right now, but I, I, I certainly a, a notable pickup for them potentially on signing day. Cause you know, I don't know if Florida's big three were ever all in on him, but some of the other schools that that mine South Florida and always find a gym or two, they they were involved at, at various points. All right, Andrew. I uh I'm out of Florida questions. Just in general, you uh you getting ready for, for signing day coming up. Do you anticipate smooth sailing or you know, is no. it gonna be like every year? Oh, uh, dude, my calendar is so booked. That's why I I, I messed up the times with you. No. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this because uh, a Georgia fan did it on on my podcast. I always said Rayola. It's actually apparently Ryola, and the way to remember it is uh, I'm gonna pull my pour myself a glass of rye whiskey. So it's Ryola. Okay. I, that's that's what I was told by. Uh, I think there was bamboo in his handle, so I always catch myself. You know, Rayola, Ryola. Um, but maybe, maybe Husker nation knows seeing as dad played for Nebraska. So, um, it's just, it, it came out of nowhere. I was like, you know, we've been talking about this kid for three years and now we're changing how you pronounce his name. Yeah. I mean, that's not, uh, an unusual occurrence. There's definitely players in the middle of their careers at Nebraska that have changed the pronunciation of their own name. And you never know if it's what it had always been or, they just got tired of people getting it wrong or what, but that, uh, I can't, that's nothing new. I, I'm terrible at pronunciations. I same. ask, I learn, and then I don't always commit to memory because I'm just bad at it. I struggle so hard with the poly ones on the West Coast. And You're going to get Blair on the phone and ask him how to pronounce them? Because I've done like, that before. Yeah, give me, a, give me a voice memo here. And then uh, <laughs> it's it's funny, like the 2023 cycle – you know, my, my wife always catches me saying, we'll be watching games. I'm like, this kid has changed his name. I'm like, six months ago, he went by this. Now he's enrolled in college and he's just got like Eugene Wilson to Trey Wilson. I'm like, what is this the same person? I, I can't even keep track. It's it's wild. Yeah. Well, maybe Eugene will go into the portal while Trey <laughs> will just stay at the school that he's at. Yeah. yeah. That's how it'll work. All right, Andrew, appreciate it. I know it's busy time for you, busy time for 24-7 sports, but you would do great work and wanted to uh, introduce our or at least not introduce, but bring you back for our listeners uh, here at the Husker 24-7 podcast. Everyone be sure to check out everything we got going on at Husker 24-7. Big weekend ahead, Dylan Rayola. Rayola. <laughs> now I got it in your head, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I will pronounce it two different ways in the same sentence. I am not the person you yeah. listen to for that. But we, uh, we have plenty of coverage here this weekend with everything Nebraska has going on. So be sure to check that out at Husker 24-7. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.